Welcome to the Save the Date Wedding Podcast with your host, Alicia McCormack. Are you ready to party? Oh, I hate it. I hate that so much. I was just Googling party bachelorette sound effects and everything that I downloaded, it just made me so angry. I couldn't even, I can't make you suffer that. I really can't. And then I looked up whooping it up because if you watch Real Housewives like I do, it's my guilty pleasure, if you don't already know. Um, Vicky, the, one of the original housewives on the Real, Real Housewives of Orange County, she always talks about whooping it up. And um, I love that term. I'm going to whoop it up, baby. I'm going to whoop it up, girlfriend. And But I also could not make you listen to her going, woohoo, because she does that a lot, but it pierces your mind. And I know a lot of you listen to this show with headphones on, and you're already probably going, Jesus, Alicia, stop it. So Bachelorette Hens Party what we're doing today, I'm talking all about some different ideas that you can do that aren't the normal penis straw, wearing penis necklaces with a penis crown, with penis earmuffs if they make those, and penis nails. I mean, yeah, love the penis, perhaps. Maybe you don't. I welcome you, my lesbian friends. But we don't necessarily all want... Your Magic Mike, Real Housewives, bloody Beverly Hills style uh, bachelorette parties where everyone gets shit-faced and they wear small skirts with their tans that are bleeding. Bleeding tans are so bad. Orange just dripping off their bodies with their plastic nails and their, their, their hair. I mean, I like watching that on TV. I just don't know if I want to participate in that. So... Today's episode is all about how to have an awesome hens slash bachelorette party, depending on where you come from in the world, you might call it different things, without costing a fortune, without asking too much from your nearest and dearest, and also just to make it fun. It's the whole point. It's fun. So... Let's kick it off straight away. Let's have a good time. Let's come up with some good ideas. Grab your girlfriends, grab your posse, your lady posse. And, you know, this is an episode where I would say share this with your bridesmaids, your maid or matron of honors, honors, honor. Get involved and get something that reflects you. You don't have to do cookie cutter stuff. If you're not into wearing all the paraphernalia, the phallic paraphernalia, maybe you're into it. Maybe it's a big laugh and you cannot wait for that stuff. I personally said over my dead body, you buy me anything with a cock on it. And excuse the French, if you're not into the swears or the phallic sort of references, I probably will say a few things this episode because I can't help myself. I really can't. Now, normally, I would have started this episode with a story about booking a stripper, but I've already talked about this story. And if you want to listen to that story, I don't want to bore you all with the same story again with my terrible booking the wrong stripper for a friend. Well, he turned out to be the wrong stripper. Who do We didn't know. Just a skinny, lanky man. The other guy had subcontracted. I ruined the story, but if you want to go back and listen, it's quite a funny story, I've been told. I do enjoy telling it. But it was a couple of episodes. It's the past. Move on. Clear cash, Alicia. Tell new stories. There you go. So, new ideas to have a cracking good time without necessarily doing the predictable. I'm talking about 
getting outside the box because that's what you do, my lovely Save the Daters. I know you listen to this podcast because you want to do different things. You want to actually, uh, you know, come up with your own ideas, do things that you want to do, not necessarily being a sheep. If you haven't downloaded the Save the Date Guide to Getting Hitched, there's a whole chapter about planning a bachelorette party. Get your bridesmaids to download it. Go to guidetogettinghitched.com where you can download your free ebook. It's a PDF. You can read it on all your Kindles and your various iPads and your tablets, whatever you've got, or your, or your computer or your phone. I'm not going to list every electrical item you've got because that would be silly, but I've pretty much already done it. Download the book. All you need to do is pop your email address in and you'll also be subscribed to my weekly newsletter where I give you the heads up on what is coming up on the Save the Date Wedding Podcast. You get to see it before anyone else. And I also include my weekly video. Have you seen the videos? I've been updating them on Facebook. I love my Facebook community. You're a wonderful bunch. If you also haven't followed the Facebook page, please do so because it's just nice seeing everyone chatting. It's like I'm bringing these people together and they're asking questions and they're being very independent. And sometimes I pop my head in and go, hello, guys in the Facebook world. Hello guys, how's it all going? What are you talking about? And they're like, no, no, Alicia, we're doing our own thing. Let us talk. So I really enjoy seeing that and I feel a little bit proud, like I'm bringing my wedding children together to enjoy what, you know, each other's company you're planning. Guide to gettinghitch.com. Visit it. Now let's talk some bachelorettes. Now, later in this episode, I'm going to bring you an interview that I did with one of my co-workers. She's very fancy. She's English. She's got a lovely accent. She says one quite often, which I find novelty, and I do take the piss out of her a little bit. And she likes it, I think. I don't know. Well, she's very polite. She's English, so she wouldn't say if she didn't. But it's uh, it's a really interesting interview because she went last weekend away to the south of France, as you do when you're living in Europe. And she went on a bachelorette slash hens weekend and had some pretty interesting times. And it cost her quite a lot of money. So I just wanted to bring you a bit of a, a different perspective when you're thinking about planning one of these great events. And I don't want to put you off, but I just want you to hear it from a very uh, honest person, very polite person, I think probably too polite sometimes in this interview. She does hold back a little bit and then I push her and bully her to be a bit bitchy. <laughs> That's what friends do, isn't it? You just gently prod until they tell you the truth. Okay. Let's talk about some options that you have when it comes to planning your bachelorette party or options your organizers do, you probably your bridesmaids do, that aren't necessarily your standard fare. Number one on my list, and you're going to be going, oh, Alicia, please, there is no way I'm doing this, but just stay with me. I want you to stay with me and hear me out. Number one is... Book an exercise class. And you're like, bullshit, am I doing an exercise class on my bachelorettes? But here it is. There's something quite, I don't know, I don't want to say bonding, but there's something quite insane about going to a Barry's boot camp or um, a yoga class or a soul cycle or something sort of fatty and wonderful. I say fatty, not fatty. Uh, and then going drinking afterwards. I don't know if you've had this experience, but working really hard and sweating and being in pain and laughing a yoga class with your friends and having a bit of a giggle when you get the bit of a death stare from the yoga instructor. I'm sorry, I've done this before is quite fun. 
But also, it's a bit of a, I don't know, it's a bit of a sassy thing to do. Just an idea. Also, you can book a private class and feel very fancy pants with yourself. I know the yoga studio that I go to, if you get a group of 10 people or more, they will happily do a uh, yoga class for you privately and you can feel quite special and sometimes a very handsome man will take the class for you. If that isn't your bag, number two, this is what I really like, is go to a cooking class. Cooking classes are not only great for improving your skills, they can also be just a delightful time with friends. Learning learning how bad you are <laughs> at cooking Sharing the good times in the kitchen, perhaps then after the cooking class, you share the meal. A lot of the cooking classes that I've been to, you cook the meal and then you sit down and you have a drink and you have a good time. And it's one of those situations where you could pick the bride or your favorite meal and or perhaps you've got a cuisine you like. I love Thai food. And uh, when we were in Thailand for a holiday, we went along for a private cooking class and I learned how to make a curry from scratch. It's one of those skills that I've used all the time now. I wish I'd say more. But, you know, it's one of those things that I don't think I would have ever done had someone not shown me how to do it. So a cooking class, number two. It's fun. It's simple. It's not too expensive. And there are lots of amazing cooking venues, um, especially if you live in a capital city, where you can go along and uh, have a great time with your gals and guys, if they're invited too, and come home with a great skill to show your other half or your future other half. Number three is one of my personal favorites because this happened to me as a stand-up comedian. A few years ago, I did a one-woman show called How to Get Rich, and it was all about how Rich and I met. If you Google it, you can read some quite positive reviews and some quite fine reviews. <laughs> That we prefer not to acknowledge. But that's what happens when you're a stand-up comedian. Everyone has an opinion. However, I met Rich. I don't know if you've listened to episode one of this podcast. But just to backtrack, I met Rich on Facebook. We had over like 30 mutual friends but had never met each other. And it just so happened when we commented on a mutual post that Rich happened to be living in London and I was living in Melbourne. 23 hours separated. But we connected, we chatted, we agreed to meet via Skype. And then after four sort of crazy, heady months of getting up really early in different time zones or staying up really late and chatting, I decided, stuff this, I'm going to buy a ticket on my credit card and go meet this amazing man because there aren't enough interesting men in Melbourne. I'll fly all the way across the world to meet an Australian man in London. And the the show that I, that I wrote was set on the aeroplane going over to the UK, which, as I said, is a 23-hour flight. And really, because this had all happened quite quickly and I was caught up in the excitement, the first time I really thought about perhaps the consequences of what I was doing was when I was trapped on that aeroplane for 23 hours without a mobile phone, without internet, just thinking about going, oh, if this doesn't work out, I've flown an awful long way. And that's the show. So I set up, I, I got an aeroplane seat from uh, Richard Branson, my friend, and uh, that was the show. It was set on an aeroplane seat. It was just that on the stage and me talking to a range of characters like I did in real life 
those poor people that were on the plane with me when I went over to see Rich, I was quite nervous and I st- I'd all told the story and then I sort of went into lots of detail that I probably shouldn't, sort of like what I do with you every week uh, and that was the show. So to cut a long story short, not that I have, this show seemed to attract lots of groups of women to come and see it. And one night I had a great audience, a really rowdy, hilarious audience come along. And afterwards, uh, when I went out, sometimes to meet and greet, which is lovely, uh, I said to these girls, where the hell are you from? What are you doing here? And they're like, we're on a hen's night. It's a bachelorette night. It's amazing. And I thought, wow, I had no idea that that was a thing. And they had read about my show and said, this is the great, this is a great love story. This is what we should be doing. And then they went out to a bar and got tanked afterwards. Good on them. But they started the night with a bit of Alicia culture. And I will always remember that. So my suggestion to you is to find a show or a stand-up comic that you think might be great. Do your research. Don't go to an open mic night because they can be notoriously shit. I've been to a lot of them. I've performed at a lot of them. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes you're seeing the next Jerry Seinfeld or Amy Schumer. Sometimes you're seeing the next person who's going to go back to their call center job. That is the casino. It's like going to the stand-up casino. That is the risk that you are going to take when you go along to a stand-up gig. So make sure you do your your, your uh, research. And also, if you're going to a stand-up comedy club... There are often packages where you can get a meal and you can also get booze. Uh, Often it's a two-drink minimum if you're in the States especially. But you can buy a a package that you get a lot more bang for your buck when it comes to that. Number four, have a games night. And when I say games night, I don't mean you have to go to a casino, although you could, but don't because they can be skanky as. Uh, But maybe you go to a classy casino if you live near classy casinos. But remember, the house always wins. You're never going to beat it. Go If you're going to go to a casino, just put 20 bucks in your pocket and say, if I'm going to lose it, I'm going to lose it. Don't go with a credit card. Just a word of warning. A games night, though, is something you can organize at home. You can or, or go to a venue and do it. But there are plenty of cool games that you can play. And I love a classic board games games night. And you might be saying, Alicia, this is daggy as hell. We don't want to do this. We just want to have a nice cocktail and a nice conversation. But if you bring out some really fun old school 80s boards games, boards games, board games, that could be a cracking good time. There's a game that they always play on The Real Housewives called Bunko. It's a dice game. And they're always screaming and having a great time. I think that would be fun. Google that. Bunko. There it is. Also, you could do uh, poker. Do you know how to play poker? I play very bad poker, but I've got a good poker face. So I don't know if that's a good thing or not. You can also, I have heard, hire a poker teacher, a poker instructor. Again, hopefully someone that, you know, is charismatic and interesting to be around. But they could come to your home and, you know, instruct you about how to do this. You can also hire uh, the equipment. So you don't have to buy all those sort of various things when it comes to setting up a games night. You can hire this stuff. Just an idea. That's a quickie. It might not be your bag. I'm going to move on again. All right. Number five, bachelorette party ideas, right? A few weeks ago, I had friends that went along, and this is weird, but now I've Googled it. 
it happens everywhere, where you go along and you make your own perfume. Have you heard of this before? My friend Ted, who <laughs> is not, he's not, I, I can't even express to you how not a sort of person I would expect to go along and make perfume with person if that makes sense. he uh, His wife on Groupon purchased a perfume-making course and took him off to that and ended up being enamored with this perfume-making. He was he loved it. He also sort of charmed all the other women in the, in the course because they weren't expecting him to be there. And he's a bit of a show pony, if, if you know what I mean. But that was something that his wife, Ray, came home and said to me, well, well, that was fun. I wished we'd thought of that before. What a great activity for the girls. This particular perfumery, <laughs> perfumery, you see in French, uh, perfumery, they, uh, it's not how you say it at all, they put on a lovely spread of some food and then they also had the, the perfume maker person there with all the various scents and they matched all the scents to your particular tastes and at the end of it, you came a lot, you came away with a full bottle of perfume that you had created yourself. You become a Sarah Jessica Parker. You become your own celebrity perfume maker. And I think this is a quite nice touch. The bride could make her very own wedding day perfume. Are you kidding me? It's amazing. What a great touch. And then you also can put on some champs, some champagne, some lovely cocktails, perhaps. Again, check with the venue if you're allowed to bring alcohol. But certainly the event that my friends went to, they put on a bit of a hullabaloo and they had a lovely, lovely sort of five or six hours doing this. And I'm sure you could turn it into something longer or move on to another event afterwards. But I think that's a pretty good idea. We are at the halfway point of my 10 phallic-free bachelorette ideas. That's what I'm going to call this episode. I've just come up with it. Phallic-free, penis-free ideas. There you go. That's bound to either impress people or disgust people. Either way, I don't care. Enjoy it. I think it's time to hear from my lovely friend about her weekend in the south of France. Let's hear from her. We've just been making up fake names because my lovely colleague, who we're going to call Jean, no one's called Jean anymore, uh, doesn't want to be known by her real name because what we're going to talk about probably might get her in trouble. So, Jean... What have you been doing this last weekend? Uh, so I've just been on a hen party for the weekend. We went abroad. Abroad is when my American listeners is when you might go to Europe if you're in England. Is that correct? On vacation for a bachelorette party. Yeah, great. You're doing the accent, great. The accent. It's a valley girl accent. Is that okay? <laughs> yeah, that's perfect. So you went abroad. Mm -hmm. You went overseas for a hen's party. Mm -hmm. Let's talk. That seems like a big commitment. I mean... It was fun. It's always fun. It's abroad. It's lovely. We went to South France. It's a very beautiful place. I love South France. It's just quite a big ask for pretty much what is a day. So yeah. Arrive Friday night, have Saturday and leave Sunday early morning. So just a lot. So you're going to another country, technically, well not technically, correctly, just for a party. You're getting dressed up. There was a dress up component, I do believe. There was. Uh, specific outfits were requested. What were they? Um, so we dressed up in salsa outfits. In salsa outfits? Yeah. It was in fitting with a um, an event that was going on in the era that we were in. It was fun, but that's another 30 £40, pounds, 
that is on top of expensive flights that are at a time of year when all the schools are on holiday, it's summer vacation, everyone's going away, and it feels a little extreme. It's not very user-friendly. Okay, so what do you... You have been... You're in the age group. I sound like a nana saying, you're in the age group, where you have a lot of weddings going down this year. How many have you been to or are you going to this year? I think overall this year I have eight weddings. That's mental. And... I want to say five hen parties. Are they all in the country or is this a normal thing that people ask you to go overseas for this? So um, I have been overseas for another wedding um, and overseas for this hen party and the rest have been scattered across the country. Do you think the bride, I don't want you to bitch about your friend because that's not right, but let's have a little bitch. Do you think she realises that you've obviously I know you had to take the day off on Friday to get the plane you've had to buy this costume you've had to pay for hotels I know there was a tire bursting incident that you're probably going to have to pay for as well that's a funny story do you think she realizes the commitment she's asking you to make let alone the actual wedding which we're going to get to um I mean I I suppose everyone sees their hen party as their own hen party and that their friends should and would make sacrifices financially and in time to be there and do everything they can to make it a wonderful weekend for the Could, Couldn't she just have done it down the road? Well, that's the other thing. I think there is definitely an element of not seeing beyond the end of one's nose that she wants to be abroad and have a lovely time, um, and she's not paying anything because we're all paying for her, which is very understandable. The problem is, is this particular bride, as an example, uh, we've had four or five weddings in the same friendship group, and we've been to lots of the hen and bachelorette parties together. Um, and there's the always tip when she's like, oh, I'm not paying for this. Oh, so annoying. This is so expensive. Oh, this is such a pain. So this is for other people's hens. She's having a bit of a bitch going, ugh. I don't... And then she's gone and sprung the shit on you. But everyone thinks they're special. Yes, there's the, there's the winning. Listening. Listen, listen, people. Everyone thinks they're special. We are all special, but not that special. We're all equally special. <laughs> so when she wants a hen a certain way and is happy to complain, jokingly or not, about other people's, there is definitely a lack of understanding for someone like myself, who, being single, has gone to all of the hen parties but not had my own. So it's almost like they kind of get payback because... You know, they've kind of, they've put it out there for other people and then three, four weeks later they've had their own one. So it's the kind of expectation. Whereas when you're just doing it all and you're not getting, not that it's about that because you love people unconditionally and I don't have any quota or bill for my friends, I will continue to do that for them. I keep quotas. <laughs> do you send a bill at the end? Yeah. Well, here's my bill. Hey, listen, I spent three grand on you. I want that back. No, but yes. I had a friend who broke up with her boyfriend and he sent her a bill afterwards. Well, let's talk about that. Wasn't expecting that. What do you mean? Uh, so they dated for a while and uh, she broke up with him, which was definitely the right. They weren't right together. And he sent her a bill for all the times they'd been out, hotels they'd stayed in. Well, that's taking the piss. Did she pay the bill? <laughs> I don't think so. I mean, he was actually serious, and I do still see him. <laughs> well, maybe do she, but also fun. I mean, I mean, one hoped it was joking, and if it was, that's kind of funny. It wasn't, so <laughs> it was interesting. So let's talk, uh, just summing it up here, what, uh, the end of the hen's party, would you do the same to your friends in the future what do you think because you're saying oh this 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 bride she was bitching before but when it comes to your turn do you think that's what will happen 
So I have already made a very strong decision that uh, having organised a lot of hen parties as well and the stress that comes with that on top of work and trying to sort things out. Um, and because we work freelance, it's very difficult sometimes to plan your time. Um, I very much just want to have some girls for supper in my flat. Oh, I love it. Um, and just see people. I think we're in an era when everything is very out of hand. Yes. Sorry. It's delightful and people are so generous with weddings when they put on such a wonderful party and they feed you and there's drinking and dancing and it's amazing and they're so generous. But I don't think that one needs to enter into a place of the pressure to do uh, just ridiculously extravagant weddings and ridiculously extravagant hens that ultimately none of us can really afford and we don't need it. This is pretty much the whole message of my podcast. I nearly said your real name, Jean. Uh, So thank you. Gee whiz, if you're listening and you're planning some exa- exactly what Jean says here, extravagant, you're asking big things of your lovely friends, just hold the line. Hold your horses. Have a think about it. Think about commitments. Think about budgets. Not everyone has money to splash around. Not everyone has the time off work to go off doing something crazy. And maybe save it up for the actual wedding because you've still got to go to this wedding. That's still coming. Yeah, still coming. When's that? Um, so that's later on in the year. Right. So that's coming. Good. In about five or six weeks. And are they asking you to go, go somewhere crazy for that? Uh, no, they have asked that we stay overnight so that we can attend lunch the next day. Right. So it's a hotel bill for you. Which is, I mean, that's lovely. And again, it's so kind of them to put lunch on. You're so, you're so polite and friendly. I'd be going, listen, I've just been into another country. Now you want me to stay a night. But they're going to put lunch on. You're just so English and lovely. <laughs> it will be lovely. <laughs> She's too nice. I'd be going, listen, fucking hell. You have asked me to spend a lot of money. Look, thank you. You are so welcome. You've been a delight. You're a delight. And I like sitting across from you in our office. You might be able to hear the office environment sounds. This is a real workplace. Rebellious. And we've got snuck off. We've got uh, colleagues looking at me going, what the hell is she holding a microphone for in the middle of the, the office? <laughs> it does look good, though. It does. And we do work in television, so it's sort of irrelevant. Thank you. You are welcome. Oh, she's so dishy. I just love, and look, I do, as I said, I do take the piss a little bit out of her accent. And as she does to me, I get a lot of, well, I can say a couple lot of shit in that office. They like to try and imitate the Australian accent. They're not very good at it. I'm going to be honest. I think it's a hard accent to do. And all they sort of say to me is, g'day, over and over again. You're like, we say more than that. Listen to the podcast. I do explain this every week. I think it was really good hearing from Jean, I was going to say her real name. I think she spoke some real truths in that. And there is expectations there that it's really hard to get out of. And I've talked about this before. If you don't have the money, if you feel that you don't have the time to get off work, it can be really hard to then say, oh, and and to feel left out. If you say, oh, I can't actually make it on your overseas jaunt. I haven't got a week up my sleeve or I don't have the money to just jet off for two nights when I could be spending that money on something else in my life. And it can make people feel really uncomfortable. So the ideas that I'm trying to express to you today aren't big investments, but they're big fun times which without having to ask people to make massive financial commitments and also time commitments. To me, if you're asking someone to take a holiday for your event, you know, that's lovely. And a lot of people will be absolutely willing to do that. But I also know people have limited time and perhaps want to go on their own holidays. I know that's harsh. You're very important to me. You're very important to your friends. But not everyone needs to go on a holiday when you say so. 
Ooh, Alicia, bitchy. All right, here's the next idea that I have for you. Number six in my my bachelorette different alternative idea collection for you. Number six is a bit old school, but I like it. And then it's a progressive dinner slash day. This is something that I think they have, you know, done for a long time, but I quite like it. And we did it for my cousin, Claire. And I, look, it was a lot of work. I'm going to be honest with you. And it nearly broke me. But we did a meal in, you know, sort of three or four of her favorite restaurants. And we moved on each time. Now, this takes a bit of a bit of organizing, but it's quite fun that you start with an entree or an appetizer if you're in America or Canada, and then you move on to the next restaurant for your main meal, and then you go to another restaurant for your dessert, and then you might go for a cocktail or a post-dinner or a cheese plate if you're not a big drinker, whatever. But it's a way to keep it moving, keep it interesting, and it's also a way, well, I was going to say to stop people getting really drunk, but I mean, they're going to drink whatever they're going to drink, no matter what, but it just keeps it a bit fresh. Now, that's not for everyone. Some people just want to bunker down and just have their meal and drink 17 bottles of wine and have a stripper come out. And again, this is probably not the episode for you. But when we did it, we started out at a really nice uh, nail parlor and had mani-pedis and stuff. And then we went for a high tea and then we did the progressive eating evening. Now, in hindsight, I shouldn't have worn such a tight outfit because the eating that we did on that day in and the drinking combined, I probably put on about 25 kilos, but it was very fun. It wasn't too expensive. And the beautiful thing was if people couldn't make certain parts of the day, they could just drop in when they needed to and when they needed to leave. That was fine. It was open to all Come to the bits you want to come to. Leave when you have to leave. If you've got a kid or what are you, other commitments that you need to go to, show up for a part of the day and then you've, you've done your job. You've had a nice time. Number seven on my little list of phallic-free bachelorette ideas. Whether you're booze hounds or not, booze hounds, use that in a sentence today and surprise your co-workers. Whether you are like a quaff of alcohol or not. Well, probably if you don't like alcohol, you're not going to like this next suggestion. But I love a trip to a vineyard. Oh, it's very bourgeois. It can also get very messy, but it can be fun. And you also learn about wine. You don't have to get tanked. You just, of course, you're not supposed to drink the wine. You're supposed to spit it in the bucket, which is also fun to watch everyone after a couple of drinks try and hit that bucket. But it's great. And it's also not very expensive. To be honest, if you go to a vineyard... You don't have to purchase wine. You can just go along and try and then move on. But I do suggest if you are going to go to some sort of winery or vineyard that you organize transportation, of course, you do not drive and you try and integrate some eating in with the day. As is all of these suggestions, I'm saying have a drink, but be sensible well, don't be sensible. That's that's boring. Have a nice time, but don't spew it all next day. That's what I'm saying. The English people that I, I work with and that I hang around with quite a lot have a real saying that I'm sure you've heard, eating's cheating. And I don't know if it's my small body, but I can't do that. I need to have a meal whenever I drink that much. Just saying. Brideys, if you are listening to this going, I don't want to do any of that stuff that Alicia's saying. They're all shitty ideas. I don't care. Well, then you need to speak up because your friends aren't going to know what you want unless you're honest and unless you say, hey, 
this is what I would like to do or this is not what I want to do. I do not want to go to a winery or I do not want a games night. I hate that idea. If your friends aren't aware of what you want and what you don't want and they do this stuff for you, then you're going to have to suck it up if you haven't said something. That's very important. These people love you and are trying their best. But if you don't communicate, I think we have this message quite often on the podcast, then tough luck. So there you have it. That was eight phallic-free bachelorette ideas. I was going to do 10, but it feels like that might be enough. We're up to 30 minutes. I think you've probably got enough. I will actually give you a couple more in the next Q&A episode. If you have a suggestion or if you've got something crazy planned or something not so crazy but fun and interesting, please do get in touch. I love hearing your ideas and spreading the word. There are so many great ideas out there. Of course, hit Pinterest, hit the forums. I've been spending a bit of time on the Reddit wedding forum, and I'm going to be talking about that on Thursday's Q&A episode. I have so many wonderful Q&A questions coming up, but I always need more. Every time a Q&A episode comes around, I've got my little list, and I love hearing that little bing. Uh, it doesn't really make a noise, but when I check my email and see another question come through, oh, it's delightful. If you want to get in touch, visit savethedatepodcast.com. Make sure you download your free guide to getting hitched. If you like this show, show the love, spread the word. If you've got a friend that's getting married, if you know someone at work, say, tell them, Save the Date Wedding Podcast. It's free, available on iTunes, Stitcher, and wherever else you get your podcasting needs. I know there are lots of apps out there that uh, list podcasts. Tell me about them. If you've got one I haven't listed before, Acast is another great one. If you can share it and spread the word, oh, it's worth a million hearts. Also, just lastly, I've been doing Periscope broadcasts and I would love to do a live Q&A episode where I answer your questions live via the Twitter and Periscope. Now, if you don't know what Periscope is, next episode on Thursday, I'm going to explain this more. But if you are a Twitter user and if you're following me, save the date PC, that's where you can then go on to Periscope and find me and follow me. And I will announce a time on Twitter when you can come on and follow me and ask questions on the screen. It's basically just like messaging me on a video. It's amazing. If you haven't discovered Periscope yet, oh my gosh, get on board. You'll be the coolest kid in town because it's quite new and it's quite sexy and it's quite different. And I think it's going to be the next big social media thing. And I would like to record a live Q&A episode that then I will play back as a podcast. So please follow me on Twitter for more information about that. Long one. I'm sorry. Sorry, not sorry. I've had a really nice time. I hope you have too. Until Thursday's Q&A episode. Until next time. Happy days. Save time, save money, and save your sanity with the Save the Date Wedding Podcast.